let's make some adjustments. It's the halftime adjustment. All right. We got a special guest today. You want to introduce yourself, man? Yeah, man. My name's Damon. You know, just another guy who loves basketball. Everybody else. Nah, it's it's gonna be new, but it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, uh sure. Damon Damon's a big Lakers fan or LeBron fan. We were just talking about it. But today we got three topics, but for the first one question who is a contender for the nba championship now who would you say right now are certified contenders for the east and west okay for the for the west i'm definitely gonna have to say definitely denver sacramento's coming up mostly you know like those boys out there they can ball i mean i wouldn't pet pass them to make it all the way you know either i would say i Top contenders in the East, right? I mean, the West right now is Denver and Sacramento. Now, the Clippers, the addition with Westbrook, I think they kind of added a little bit more depth to their team, especially in the point guard position with Bones Highland. They got Russell Westbrook now. And it's looking, I mean, they're looking real scary. You know, I feel like they still need a little bit of tinkering with the rotations and like defensive assignments and like offensive assignments, but. They're, I mean, they're could they could go all the way, you know what I mean? Oh um, yeah. East, I would just have to say Celtics, Bucks, uh, 76ers if they can get their act together, you know. 76ers and Cavaliers are like a one step post again to there, but I still think they need a little bit of experience, a little more just position, you know. Like each each team has like the layers to have to have a role. You know, with like the uh, Cavaliers, you know, Donovan Mitchell's their guy, but sometimes Darius Garland's their guy. It's like they need to find like a good set of leadership in that team. I mean, ab- absolutely. Uh, going with your West picks, Nuggets, I definitely have it. I mean, Jokic is having an MVP season for the third time in a row, averaging a triple double with 24, 11, and 10. Um, then you have to me, I think Warriors are always up for contention as long sure. as, obviously, he- healthy-wise, Steph Curry comes back and that Warriors team is, again, that Warriors team last year that made it to the chip. Then you got the Celtics on the East. Again, these are two teams that have been to the finals, so they're used to that atmosphere. They're used to getting that champion, or not used to getting the championship, but they're used to the crowd being louder, the views being up, the whole everything just being up um still sticking with the west i think grizzlies definitely have a solid shot i mean when you have john morant and having someone like jaron jackson on a defensive side those are two huge things sure. i feel like the, i feel like memphis is still trying to mature as a team you know, like with all the antics, with all the off-court antics and the trash talk and the, you know, I feel like if they just stay focused on their goal instead of like, you know, all the like on-court, off-court kind of like BS, they kind of get drawn into with John Moran and Dylan Brooks and, you know, they're like this, they're like a young core team, but like they have a lot of good talent and it'd be a shame to see them squander it. With all these like stupid like, you know, I mean, I, you know what happens. I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, 
I mean, like, jo- those guys, just, those guys are so talented. Oh my, they're they so talented. Focus and get to that level, they'd be a crazy, a crazy squad. Uh, yeah, I mean, John Morant, what he did this offseason, obviously, that's a huge issue up and coming about what the league will do. And then you have um, Dylan Brooks doing all that on court stuff, mm-hmm. hitting people and doing all that. That's uh, to me, they're the 80s Pistons. I mean, yeah. that's all they are. Literally. Not as, not, they don't have enough, enough bite, you know, to really come beyond that bark. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like- absolutely. I feel like John Morant, like crazy acrobatic, crazy athletic. I mean, that team is just like really well put together. But I feel like hey, they can just, you know, cut all the nonsense. You know, because like last year they're talking crap to the Warriors and the Warriors crushed them. They're like four two, you know. And it's like, you know, they're not like they're like I said, they're real young, eager, but they're they need a little bit more maturity. Like, hey, I'm coming to here to like. Put the beat your ass, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, like this is this is like what we're gonna do. We're gonna come in here, take care of business, and then keep going. And that's where I think the Warriors got got it. They got oh, someone sure. like Clay. They got someone like Curry. And they got someone like Draymond Green and Steve uh, Curry. And those those are the guys that basically tell those young guys, listen, we're not here to show off for social media. We're not here to get more fans. We're here to win. Yeah. That's that's Warriors culture. Um, and then going over to another West team, you got the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant, yes. who has been in the finals with the Golden State Warriors. So then with KD, and then you got Chris Paul, who's a vet, you got Booker who's having a great season, and you have DeAndre Ayton as their set center. That's a great starting four. And then you had uh Monty Williams, uh coach of the year, right? In 2020. Yeah. 2021 i mean i like i like the suns for a contender kd comes back this week and he's averaging 30 points i want to see what he does i want to see because like like i said all on paper it looks great you know you got chris paul who can like basically dribble you know handle the ball you got devin booker who can kind of play as that two guard he can kind of you know, create his own shot if he needs to, but also come off the catch and shoot. KD also is another guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective to score. He can either he can catch and shoot, he can create his own shot. I mean, you can get others involved. He plays good defense. So, like, I feel like if that team can really, like, like I said, set their roles, like, hey, uh, some nice Devin Booker might go off, a nice KD might go off, you know what I mean? Like CP3 should be getting everybody involved. Like, you know, he can he can be averaging like 15, 12, 12, 15 assists a game. They're oh, yeah. It's like Devin Booker, you know, he's almost unguardable. You know what I mean? Like, the guy can shoot any kind of way off the dribble, off the catch two. He can drop to the basket. He can lay it up. He can dunk. He can float. He can finish around the rim really easily. Same with KD. They got the same similar skill set. They can both shoot the ball. Finish around the rim. I feel like Devin Booker probably his weakness will be defense on that team. But oh yeah, I feel like well you know, that KD and all of them can kind of do some some kind of magic. Well, with KD, I'm not worried about if I'm any Suns fan, if I'm any front staff or players for the Suns, I'm not worried about KD being ego. 
I mean, he went over to the Warriors. He went over to the Nets, who had two egos, in my opinion, with mm-hmm. Harden and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Katie could handle the, these situations of saying, hey, go, go at it. Devin Booker, mm-hmm. if you want it, that's you. Chris Paul, if you want it, that's you. And then Chris Paul, we know he doesn't have an ego. Sure. He'll pass the rock. So that's that's me for the West. For the East, I mean, Bucks being on a 15-game win stream. Crazy. And they're oh, out. Couple games too. Yeah, I was going to say, Giannis even has missed a couple of games, which even that, him being out, which he's having an MVP like season two again, it, it, it clearly doesn't affect any of the Bucks players. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are still winning games. Granted, the 15-game win streak, the defense on that team is phenomenal. On top of that, Brooke Lopez is having a phenomenal season with them defensively, averaging mm-hmm. three blocks a game almost. I wouldn't be worried. And they're also prone, uh, like used to that finals environment. They've oh, been sure. there. They've been there. Same thing with the Suns. Those two teams have been there. Right. Celtics talked about them. They've been there. They have a team. Tatum's having an MVP season, putting up 30 points a game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then they're going to probably have six man of the year with Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. He's been doing well. I mean, their bench is solid. Starters are solid. Sixers, I agree with you. I'd be worried about them. They have the talent. It's It comes down to coaching and how they play all together. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think they're p- taking too many shots from three. And B needs to be dominant and go in the paint, which he has Literally. been doing. But a yeah. lot of the times when I watch him, he's taking these mid-range shots. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, he's, like I said, he's trying, he's, he, like I said, they haven't really found, like, their identity even yeah. on that team. Like, because you got Harden, who, I mean, the guy can light it up from any part of the floor. I mean, the guy was dropping 36, averaging 36 for a whole season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like the fact is like sometimes it's like Harden needs to also like kind of go off a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's trying to be like a facilitator and like facilitate the whole ball. And, but like they need scores. Like, you know, like because now they have PJ Tucker, who I'm sorry, that guy is just, he's kind of like a waste. I'm not gonna lie. Like the guy used to be able, he used to be a corner marksman, three point shooter. And like they got Tobias Harris, who, you know, he's inconsistent. One day he might give you 20, next day he might give you six, you know. And then they got Maxi, who's another inconsistent kind of guy. One day he might give you 50, one day he might give you 12, you know. So, like, it's just like their their whole roles, roles in that team is just like, like, who who is, like, gonna, who's going to come up and, like, because in B can drop 40 a game, they need someone else to come and drop 20 or 30 or, you know what I mean? That's where Harden comes in. He's averaging 20. He's averaging 11 assists. I think Harden's playing his role the way he should be. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Harris, inconsistent. I've seen him miss so many wide open threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ Tucker, great defensively. He's one of the better defenders in the NBA still. Offensively, I mean, that's gone down while defense has gone up. And they brought him in there to be, like you said, the guy to shoot a corner three. You know, I'd say two years ago, you knew every time he was wide open in the corner. That's oh, a hit. going in. That's a hit it's every time. Every what time happened to his his ability. Like I remember even playing with him on two K. Like you know, I would play against with the Rockets when he had it was Harden, him Harden, 
uh, was, uh, was it Patrick Beverly? And they had Capella, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Like, I mean, he would just throw it to, to P.J. Tucker every time. It was the corner three. It was He was a three and D guy. And now he's, like, lacking the three. He still has defense. Don't be wrong. He still has defense. But it's like no one's afraid of him shooting that corner shot anymore. So it kind of shrinks the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, we got we got the contenders down. But I want to talk about the Lakers right now. Mm. LeBron's injured. Yeah. He's going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. And AD. Do you think AD will step up? I do not. And here's why. So AD, like I said, he he can get he'll get you 25 and 12. You know what I mean? Like guaranteed 25, 12. You know, but AD is the kind of guy, he's just not a leader. He, he cannot, he won't lead you himself to a championship. He won't lead you himself to, a, like, you know, anywhere. Pat, when he went by himself in the Pelicans, I mean, the guy barely made up the first one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't think, I, I think he'll step up as far as, like, scoring where he needs him to score. Mm-hmm. But as far as like winning games, I don't think you can win games just with AD and Yandel Russell. I don't, I don't know if that's possible. I mean, AD, AD's out tonight. And I was watching the Grizz game last night. AD shot nine for 19, which isn't bad, but you want to see him with Braun out doing 25, 30 shots. For sure. AD also had five blocks. Mm-hmm. And on if you're looking straight box score, that looks good. But when I was watching the game, the Grizz had 86 points in the paint. Mm. Yeah. John Morant obviously had that 39-point triple-double. For sure. But the Lakers, they look good in the first half. I This Lakers team is totally different than before the trade deadline. It, oh, for sure. It has energy. And I saw it. They were getting offensive rebounds like no other in the beginning of the third. Mm-hmm. But then it just all went downhill. Lakers started getting more turnovers. By the end of the game, they have 26 turnovers. That's going to hurt anybody. Troy Brown Jr., he's taking shots that are unnecessary. He was Mm -hmm. 1 for 8, 0 for 4 from 3. Then you have Austin Reeves, who's a great bench guy, and he performed 17 points, 7 assists. He was there. And then you have that Dennis Schroeder play. I don't know if you saw the clip, but he – he passed it, try to get the ball to AD. Desmond Vane steals it, and Schroeder's just standing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got benched. Yeah, like I said, dude, like it was like it was looking real good when they had LeBron. Like LeBron was because LeBron was one thing LeBron could do. He can lead, you know, and like yeah. he can get the, the, the guys in, in the correct spots and find the open guys. And it's like all the teams are like really worried about LeBron. Like driving and scoring, he leaves so many people for open wide, like three pointers. Is why, like, when LeBron's playing, he needs a lot of shooters around him because it opens up the floor for everybody else because he can just drive straight down, you know, either do a post up or a post, it's like his specialty post fade. Or, I mean, the guy is just a complete beast. I mean, literally, like, he's hard to contain and he literally needs all these three point shooters around him. Uh, sometimes Tim and AD kind of play off each other on the pick and roll, you know, and that also leaves another guy open, but especially we got AD down the block, we got LeBron, who can kind of roam, you know, that, you know, that kind of free throw area, you know, with the, the 
mid-range jump shots. I mean, it's just like I feel like LeBron just being out of out of that whole like sequence with them just kind of screws their whole team. Because now they are all the all the tensions on AD. Like now it's like, is it is it can AD just outscore everybody, you know? And it's like, can people make open shots? And it's like it's just like Troy Brown and they got Rui, you know, who, who's uh, kind of iffy shooting. Mo Bamba's another guy, you know, and they also got what Vanderbilt, I think was was another pick they got. So I mean it's really dependent on like whether like someone else got to step up beside AD. Because AD will get you the same. 30 and 12 or 25 and 12 or whatever, but you just need some guys either off the bench to give you some more backup or some of the starters like D'Angelo Russell to start being more aggressive and scoring or whatever. And Mo Bamba, Rui Hachimura, they need to do more, you know, chase those rebounds and get get the stretch the floor and open up the floor for AD and whoever else wants to, you know, drive. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Everything that you just said, is absolutely true. I mean, the the acquisitions of Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, and Rui and Bamba, those guys, they could they have the potential to shoot. I'd say the real shooters though are Malik, D'Angelo, and Austin Reeves. Oh, for sure. Those are the guys that you want at the three-point line to make a good play. Mm-hmm. They got def- defense with I'd say Bamba, Davis, and Vanderbilt. That's what mm-hmm. they got Vanderbilt on. And Van- Vanderbilt sure. had a really good game last night, too. It's just without LeBron, it hurts. That's your captain. That's your coach. That's your GM. That's your everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's your that's your everything. Yeah. It's hard to not have him on the court. And then on top of that, with the coach and Anthony Davis both saying, yeah, he's going to miss some time. That just tells me you guys might miss the playoffs and might get the play in. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I like with LeBron, like – being in, like, you know, like I said, that, I get that went against the Mavs when he went to straight beast mode and like AD started going to beast mode and like they were like pulling, they were coming back from 27 point loss. You know, it was like a 27 point deficit they were coming back from. And LeBron was just going in there, just being aggressive, getting to the, getting to the bucket, you know, not really selling for these jumpers that he sometimes sells for, you know, the little, the little sidestep jumper he always hits. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was literally just being LeBron, getting to the basket, getting open, getting guys open for the three. Austin Reeves played a good game. Uh, so did like Malik Monk. Or no, is that Malik Monk? Is that Malik Monk on, on that team? Uh, Malik Monk. I don't. He's on Sacramento. Yeah, he's on Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. No, but, I get what um, you're saying though. He yeah, was getting yeah, guys the, open. The open shooters. You know what I mean? And it's just like. I mean, it was just great to see LeBron play just fierce competitive basketball, you know, because sometimes, you know, LeBron is, he gets a bad rep for, you know, not playing all the way through to the game, you know, kind of giving up towards the fourth quarter. You know, you see his demeanor kind of get go stiff. You know, he's not really getting involved. He's not really getting his guys involved. Like, I mean, even like, like I said, 27-point deficit, you know, anywhere anywhere else you're thinking, all right, game's over, like, pack it up. No, these guys fought in, they went through, and they came back, and they beat Luka and, and Kyrie, you know, two great offensive th- threats, you know, but it was just nice to see that kind of basketball. And right after that game, he gets injured and is out. Would be definitely, we don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely going to hurt. 
Well, again, I appreciate you coming out, doing this. This is a good podcast. Sorry, guy, cut it short. You, you know did. how Zoom Zoom meetings are, man. Yeah, for sure, man. All right. Now, I'll catch everybody listening at home next time. Peace. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, I def- we can definitely do this like a weekly thing, man. Yep. All right. Peace, man. All right, man. No problem, bro. See you next time.